1: Who gon' stop me high? Breath a move that I make I give it everything I got Cause that what it takes I push the limit till it break The heart of the brave The soul of a legend With the will to be great Hold up Welcome! <laughs> I heard y'all were looking for me Here I am Stephen A. Smith show You see the name Let's go. Some of y'all are full of shit. Let me just start out the show by saying that. And before I do that, get that out my ear. I got an echo in my ear, please. Get it out. Before I go any further, let me give an official thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the Stephen A. Smith Show. Of course, as always, I appreciate the love that everybody's been giving me. Most of it, you know, my, my subscribers just keep growing and growing and growing. I'll probably be at 270,000 within the next few minutes or so for crying out loud. It's just cry it's just climbed exponentially. I can't thank y'all enough, but I, I always appreciate the love. Keep it coming and I'll keep on coming. Like and follow the Stephen A. Smith Show on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified about all of our new content. Just wanted to make sure I said that. And by the way, I'm quite sure y'all will have questions and obviously feel free to drop them in the YouTube chat and I'll answer them at the end of the show. Or you can call the Stephen A. Smith hotline at 646-727-0769. That's 646-SAS-0769. Okay. So I wanted to get that out of the way because I got a bunch of stuff on my mind right now. I'm really agitated. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very agitated to say the least. And nobody is going to calm me down. Today, you know, I'm sitting at home minding my business, minding my damn business, getting ready for an NFL season uh, that's just weeks away. And all of a sudden I'm getting text messages and stuff like that from my team talking about, oh, my God, what's going on, Stephen A? Stephen A is looking really bad right now. What a bad, bad look. This is God awful. What the hell are y'all talking about? I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Why are y'all bugging me with this? If, you go, if, if there's something going on, let me know. Did you see the stories? Did you see the stories? Did you see what they're saying about you on social media and all of that other stuff? Not like I n- normally care. Because you see the beauty of when you have the number one sports morning show for the worldwide leader ESPN, okay, for 12 consecutive years and counting. And by the way, that's every week, every month, and every year over the last 12 years, okay? When you got that kind of platform. When you got the kind of platform that I have right now, owning and operating this podcast. When you got social media, where I've got over 14 million followers. When you've got the kind of reach that I have, when you reach over 2 billion people annually on YouTube alone. I don't really have to comment about everything, I don't really have to get into a whole bunch of stuff, but certain things are necessary. And I don't follow this old adage, oh, just be quiet and it'll go away and oh, don't worry about it. Sure, you could take that kind of mentality, but I'm not trying to back up, particularly when I know some false narratives are being put out there. And I understand folks that are different than me. I understand folks that want to keep quiet and don't want to say anything because they usually don't have this platform. So they can't win because their voice doesn't resonate and they're not able to disseminate a message as profoundly and as consistently as I can because they don't do this for a living. I understand that. The mistake some of y'all made is I do do this for a living. So you've been looking for me. Here I am. The Stephen A. Smith Academy, okay, basketball academy at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, scheduled for this week August 6th to August 12th evidently has caused an uproar because people have looked at the academy and people have said what the hell is going on you've got kids that you're from the inner city how could you even be a part of something like this I said a part of what what are you talking about I'm speaking at a basketball camp they've put a basketball camp in my name I'm honored Do you know the history of IMG? Do you know the reputation of IMG? Do you know the stars that have come out of that academy? Do you know how it was first started? Do you know the work that they do? The contributions that they make? To a bunch of kids who are underprivileged, to those who are affluent. Do you have any idea? All I was doing was giving a speech, which is what I do. I show up, I talk to kids, I give a speech, I try to inspire and motivate. That's what I was coming from. Oh, it's nearly $3,000. How could you be a part of that? What kind of dude are you? IMG Academy, reading right off of Wikipedia because all of y'all read off of this because y'all could have went there yourself. It's a preparatory boarding school a sports training destination set across over 600 acres. By the way, features programs consisting of sports camps for youth athletes, adult camps, a boarding school, including postgraduate slash gap year programs, events, professional and collegiate training, group hosting, and corporate retreats. That's what it's known for. It's also known to offer this free to an inordinate amount of kids. Others who can afford it obviously ain't going to get it free. You ever go to college? There are those who get a scholarship. There are those who get a grant. And there are those who have no chance in hell of getting anything free because they come from a financial stratosphere that's way, way, way up there. Who doesn't know that? Who doesn't know that? So that's number one. Number two, let's get to me specifically. With all due respect, I'll talk to IMG in a second. The president of IMG is coming on. Because I'm showing up there this weekend. And oh, by the way, despite the scrutiny and everything that y'all want to throw in my direction, I'm still going. And it ain't for the money. Because I donated to either an HBCU or the United Negro College Fund. That's my history. You see, this is about a character issue here. And the one thing that I'm never going to stand for. It's somebody thinking they could get away with questioning my character. I know how Janet Smith raised me. God rest her wonderful soul. I know how my four sisters raised me. We ain't going to have me sitting idly by and being quiet because y'all lying about a brother's character. I ain't having it. I'm not having it. I'm going to repeat myself again. I'm not taking a dime. Any money that I get when I give speeches to corporate 500 companies and hedge funds and universities that have seven figure budgets for speeches and they pay everybody else. Sure. For something for the kids. I've never done that. Never. And I'll get into all of that for a second, because the first thing I want to say to some of you idiots, not all, not most, but some of y'all some damn idiots. I mean, y'all give new definition to fools. Just ignorant asses. Fact of the matter is, I'm not going to call you a fool because I think you're ignorant ass on purpose. You do it on purpose. And I know my team is going on. Stephen A, calm down. Stephen, bump that. Hell no. I'm listening to folks and particularly people in the media got the nerve to question and throw shade on my name. Let's get the basketball stuff out of the way. I'm sick and tired of people lying about my basketball resume. Ladies and gentlemen, when I say that I wasn't great, I'm talking about compared to greatness. I was good enough to get a basketball scholarship. I was good enough to get my education paid for. With two bad knees. They talk about, I averaged one and a half points a game. I saw some article on social media. That's a lie. It was less. See that? You didn't know I was going to say that, did you? It was less than that. It's a lie. How about zero? Because I never played. Because I cracked my kneecap in half. I got operated on at Wake Forest University. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina. My mama was by my bedside. My sisters came to see me. They said I'd never walk straight again. My bone cracked in half. My first year at Winston-Salem State. I still have those knee pains to this very day. Still. In the knee that still has a six-inch screw in it that I never took out. And in the left knee, because I spent years overcompensating for the pain in the right knee. You didn't know that, did you? Did you? You want to sit up there and think, I just ride a bench. I couldn't play. Ask people who played against me whether or not I could play. But if you hurt, you hurt, and that's life. So let's get the basketball stuff out of the way. Let's get the, how could you do this to people in terms of taking money? Do you have any idea who the hell you're talking to? My name is Stephen A. Smith. I am a graduate of an HBCU, Winston-Salem State University. I donate a minimum of $50,000 to $100,000 a year to my alma mater, a minimum. Along with contributions to various other people that I know in the HBCU community. Let me not stop there. Did you know that I am the ambassador for HBCU week and I have been for years? Did you know that since 2019, I have the numbers here because I asked them to research it. I asked them to research it here. Okay. $46 million in scholarships awarded. Two students from our college fairs that I helped organize, that I generated interest in. Did you notice something strange happened on first take? Did you notice that in 2018, all of a sudden, every single year, there was a month dedicated to HBCUs? Did you notice that there was a college fair at the University of Delaware where Magic Johnson And executive VP of the National Football League, Troy Vincent, showed up. Did you notice that the NFL elevated its level of contributions to HBCUs in the aftermath of that college fair? Did you know that Magic Johnson does business with HBCUs? Did you notice that a couple of years ago at Disney World in Orlando, Florida, over eight Thousand kids showed up for to receive scholarships. Who was behind that? Take your time. I'll wait. Since y'all talking, y'all chirping, right? Y'all know so much, right? Who's behind that? Ashley Cooper is this wonderful, wonderful woman that oversees all of that. She does much more work than me, and her involvement, it's her baby, her creation. She is phenomenal. But she wasn't on national TV until she came to your boy. She wasn't on ESPN until she came to your boy. They didn't have HBCU week at Disney World in concert with Disney on the yard until he called your boy. You think I'm lying? Ask for Sean McDonald, who, who helped organize it with her. Ask Dave Roberts, the executive VP at ESPN right now. Ask Jimmy Pitaro, the president of ESPN. Ask Bob Iger, the CEO of Walt Disney. Why don't you ask him? See, y'all got opinions. I have facts. $46 million scholarships awarded to college fair since 2019. $18.6 million uh, in scholarships awarded from our partnerships with our corporate partners since 2019. That is a grand total of $64.6 million in scholarships awarded. From foundations, you know, to to HBCU Week to give these scholarships to these kids. Nearly $65 in scholarships to these kids. 2,100 scholarships awarded from our college fairs. 494 scholarships awards for our partnerships with our corporate sponsors. 2,594 scholarships awarded. College fair in Wilmington, Delaware. 8,000, nearly 8,000 people showed up. College fair in Atlanta, Georgia, nearly 5,000 people showed up, both in the year 2023. What are you talking about? You'd come at me. You'd come at me. Like I'm somebody that has no connection nor any concern about underprivileged youth. Do you have any idea about my history? Do you know how many people I strive to help every single day? You see how, this, how, how, how sleazy this is? Even when my book, Straight Shooter, Memoirs, Second Chances, and First Takes, a New York Times bestseller for nine weeks, both audio and print, when I went to boys and girls high school, when I went to my alma mater, Thomas Edison High School, when I went to Tottenville High School in Staten Island, New York, I gave those books away for free. People still call me. Why? Because I'm always philanthropic. I'm always striving to do what I can to help. That has never, ever, ever been an issue with me until y'all asses hopped on social media the other day without a damn clue what you're talking about. You thought I was going to let that slide? You think I'm gonna go for that? You must be out your damn mind. It ain't going down like that. And if it wasn't for the times that we're living in post-pandemic losses, making adjustments, cuts, et cetera, we'd be out now. We'll probably be out in the future. Corporate sponsors want to continue to participate. Hell, we'll take the show on the road. We'll give national profiles. And that's just talking about HBCUs. That's not just talking about me. HBCUs is one component. I am a proud black man. There's nothing in this world that I love being more than black. But I'm never just about black appeal, I'm about mass appeal. I don't have shade towards any kid. Black, white, Latino, Asian American, Native American, I don't give a damn who you are. You're a kid. You're one of God's children. You're on the come up. It's my responsibility, along with others in my position and beyond, to help as best as we possibly can. IMG is doing that. Why would I choose to be a part of it if it wasn't the case? Chirping and chirping and talking and talking. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. That's why, I, that's why I'm glad I got this podcast. Because I ain't letting that slide. Podcast, perfect place to do it. Not on national television. I could have did it on national television this morning on first take. I wouldn't have had the time. But on this platform, I got all the time I want. It's mine. Y'all ain't going to get away with that. My mama didn't raise me to be any other way. I believe in giving. I believe in giving back. And to the ignorant fools out there that want to look at basketball and say he never played pro sports. I mean, what the hell could he tell these kids? How dumb can you be? An athlete can talk to them about playing. He can talk to them or she can talk to them about the trials and tribulations and the sacrifices one must make. But the reality of the situation is None of them are on the air two hours a day, every weekday, 10 hours a week, 450 hours a year, minimum. Minimum. And I got bad news for y'all because I know there's quite a few of y'all out there that just you're sickened over my success. I understand. I understand. I know it makes you sick. Be sick away. It happens. I worked for everything I had. Ain't nobody give me anything. I had to scratch and claw my way to where I am today. Everything that I have was earned. Nothing was given. So when you're talking to youngsters on a come up, what kind of message are you trying to send? You don't pay attention to what's going on in the sports world today? You think I'm going near the IMG this weekend to talk to these kids about bouncing a basketball? Did it ever occur to you? that I'm using myself to highlight what awaits them, the scrutiny, the inquisition, the investigation, the probing, the standard set. That's what the organizations do. I have volunteered out of my own free time and, and money to the National Football League, to the National Basketball Association, to colleges, to speak to aspiring athletes or organizations and their t- and their players about what lurks down the pike: Adrian Peterson, child abuse because he spanked his kid and corporal punishment; Ray Rice putting his hands on his then fiance, now his wife; drugs, alcohol, lawlessness. The list goes on and on. Who you think telling these kids, go ahead and go to the strip club, go ahead and get high, get drunk and think they ain't watching, they watching everything. You think the athletes are the only ones who need to tell them that? You don't think they need to hear about from somebody like me? Who's on the air every day talking about them? Talking about what owners, what presidents, what gms, what coaches, what scouts, what evaluators, what player personnel directors, what team managers, what team equipment managers, assistant coaches, players, teammates, you don't think that somebody like me who's been covering sports for 30 years, you don't think that there's a message, a productive, constructive message that I can elocute and articulate, you don't think that's possible? Why they fill the seats at Temple University when I came to speak there. How about Kentucky? How about Florida? How about Temple? How about Cincinnati? How about Syracuse? The list goes on and on and on. I've been giving speeches for years. Years. Nick Saban flew me in to speak at Alabama. Dabo Sweeney asked me to come down, albeit to apologize for picking against him. But he wanted me to talk to his football team at Clemson. I get offers all the time. I'm just in studio so damn much, I don't have the time. There isn't a month that goes by that I don't get a multitude of requests to come speak. Ask Nick Saban at Alabama. Ask the mouth of the South, Paul Feinbaum, and what he heard about my speeches. The kind of message that I disseminate to young minds on the come up, even if they're on a collegiate level, just to to hopefully Guard yourself against the minefields and the pitfalls and the obstacles that'll stand in your way. So my my response to the critics, particularly those in this industry, that would dare bring in the question, what would I have to do? What would I have to do with having my own academy and speaking at IMG? My point is, why the hell ain't you doing it? Why are you not doing it? To whom much is given, much is required. If you've been blessed and fortunate enough to be elevated to a stratosphere where you are a voice and you can disseminate a message that reaches the masses and you have people's ear. Why not use it? Isn't that what this supposed to be about? making fun, talking about it. First of all, it's real easy to talk about me now that I'm 55 years old, okay? And I might play ball once every four years. You ain't talk about me when I was younger, whereas I couldn't go against any of these professional athletes, but it didn't mean I wouldn't whip your butt. We ain't talk about that. You don't grow up playing in the streets of New York City. West 4th Street, 135th in Harlem, Staten Island, you know, Rutgers Park, Queens O'Connell Park, Jamaica Park, Hollis. You don't grow up balling and you have no idea how to ball. You don't get a full ride on a scholarship where you can't play at all. So what? I wasn't good enough to be professional or whatever. I was good enough to manufacture my knowledge of the sport. Into what I have today. I can make a legitimate argument right now. Take the top 15 players out of the National Basketball Association. Take the top 10 players out of the National Football League. And none of them are more popular than me. It's what I've done. Ain't here to toot my own horn. I'm here to tell you. Don't think you're going to get away with disrespecting me. I wasn't given a damn thing. I've earned everything I have, and I always aim to give back. I'm honored that IMG Academy asked me to come down there and speak. I'm honored that they named a week-long basketball camp after my name. What they're doing is pointing out that I have something to do with having a positive impact on the sport of basketball. Did you know that Michael Wilbon for the Washington Post that now is a star on PTI for the last 20, 21 years, that is my colleague on NBA Countdown on ESPN, did you know that Mike Wilbon just a couple of years ago was inducted into the Hall of Fame? I ain't never seen him play NBA. I ain't never seen him play college. He's a Hall of Famer because his contribution to the sport is unquestionable. Mad Dog Russo is a radio host in the Hall of Fame, Radio Hall of Fame. So is Mike Greenberg, Mike Golick. There's a host of individuals in this business who are Hall of Famers because of their contribution and their impact to the sport. Suddenly, y'all ignorant and y'all don't know that. This is what pisses me off. Because I know you know better. I know you know better. And just as an aside, you know, I want to pull this something up because it annoys me. And I think that at some point in time, it all needs to stop. You know, those comments that I just spewed was reserved for the general public. But when it comes to black folks, I'm going to isolate us, everybody else rather, and I'm going to direct the black people that were throwing shade on me over the last couple of days. You see, you tend to do this to each other. As in, we tend to do this to each other. It's like, my God, you know, you can't succeed and have good intentions and all of this other stuff. I can do 99 things right. The second I do something wrong, ready to tear it down. We do this to each other all the time. It's a damn shame. It really, really is. And I, there are times where I've said, I understand that, you know, when little Wayne said he never experienced racism, I understood that backlash because how is that possible? That's how I felt about it too. Morgan Freeman telling Don Lemon, he didn't think racism existed. I I don't get that. I don't understand it. Um, Kanye West, Called racism a dated concept. I didn't agree with that. Raven Simone criticizing black sounding names. I don't know what that means. Um, Stacey Dash saying she doesn't believe a black history month should exist. Although I frowned upon that when I saw Morgan Freeman's explanation for that on 60 Minutes. I respected it because he was saying, why limit us to just one month? That's That's insulting. I understood his position on that, by the way. But I think the best example, what it really was excruciating to me is when black America attacked Ice Cube. Who had a plan for America that he was willing to present to the Bidens or the Biden administration, just as much as the Trump administration and folks attacked him. This is Ice Cube. N.W.A. We won't repeat what that means. N.W.A. It's raw and as real as it got. Who's fought on behalf of black people his entire life. And the second y'all thought. He uttered the wrong syllable you turned on him. He might respond with an interview. He might respond with a diatribe. He might respond by making a movie. He doesn't have a platform that enables him to hit back against a daily, a weekly, a monthly, or annual onslaught like I do. I ain't backing up from nobody. Y'all must be out y'all damn minds coming at me like that. Don't do it again. Because y'all ain't the only ones that got something to say, in case you haven't noticed. You are listening live to The Stephen A. Smith Show, right here on YouTube, coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. I got a lot more stuff to get into. I got to get into Kyrie Irving and some of the things he had to say about Russell Westbrook. I got a response to that. I got to talk about that. I got to talk uh, about Lizzo uh, because she's in the news for the wrong reasons. I got to talk about a boxing match that absolutely positively should not be happening between a man versus a woman. I'm going to say it. And of course, Taylor Swift, the great Taylor Swift has made news as well. Stick around. You'll find out what I'm talking about in a minute. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith show up next. The president of the IMG Academy. Where I'm going this weekend. He's here next. His name is Tim Pranetti. Don't touch that dial. This is the moment of a lifetime the clock ticking like my lifeline until I flatline I push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high Welcome back to Stephen A. Smith's show right here on YouTube where I come at you every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, As usual, I always thank y'all for following me because as much success as I anticipate always having because I don't play to lose, I play to win. The fact of the matter is I didn't expect the level of success that I've had. I've picked up over 50,000 new subscribers over the last 29 days. Um, I just can't thank y'all enough for the love and support. We're up to about 270,000 followers right now as we speak. Thank you for the love and support, and keep it coming, please. Keep it coming. Like and follow The Stephen A. Smith Show on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified about all of our new content. And as another reminder, if you have questions, drop them in the YouTube chat, and I'll answer them at the end of the show. Or call The Stephen A. Smith Hotline at 646-727-0769. That's 646 sas 7 6-9 and keep in mind that you know what you guys call in and you leave messages Um, within a matter of weeks once i get off of vacation because i got another one coming um i'm going to be taking calls live which is what i love to do i love to do it like i said i run from no one i run from no one but we'll get back to that in the second, and obviously I said I'm going to bring up Kyrie Irving and some, something he had to say about Russell Westbrook, that I felt compelled to address. But not before I bring on my next guest, um, because this Sunday I'm excited, as I said, to introduce the first Stephen A. Smith Basketball Academy at IMG Academy in Brent, in Brendanton, Florida. Joining me to talk about the week-long camp is the president of IMG Academy himself, Mr. Tim Pernetti. Tim, how are you, buddy? How's everything going?
0: I'm doing great, Stephen. I. heard
1: you man, Thanks for having me man. Thank you. It's, it's 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 I'm honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much. For those who may not be aware of what the IMG Academy is, the floor is yours. Please explain.
0: No, I appreciate that. And uh, and you know, we're pumped that you're going to become be part of the IMG Academy. The academy is an incredible story. You know, it's been 35 years in the making. It's a 600-acre campus. It is a 24/7 operation. Uh, 1400 kids attending our boarding school. Somewhere between six and 8,000 kids of all ages come to participate in some type of sports camp at IMG Academy, mostly in the summer. Like, we're in high time right now with camp. And then, naturally, we also have a very robust business where five, four to six MLS teams come in here and do their preseason. Last year, we had a variety of new teams come in. Austin FC trained here for the first time. Uh, we have NFL teams train here, individual pro athletes train here, corporate retreats. Like, it literally is a one-of-one one Disney World for sports, mm. you know, honestly. And, and we're a leader in the sports education space. You know, this, this thing used to be, Stephen A., just a, a physical place. But during COVID, we took our mental conditioning coaches and we started to train young people virtually. We acquired a recruiting company called NCSA. Now IMG Academy is a suite of connected products set up to help young people Win their future.
1: Condense it for us, because I know you said a lot there and I appreciate the education, but condense it, for, condense it for us in this regard specifically. If you can pinpoint
0: some specific things that it offers these kids, tell us what that is. Sure. Well, you, you mentioned it earlier. You think about uh, the boarding school environment, especially in a sport like basketball, which I know is close to your heart. Yeah. You know, prep school, boarding school, it's a big thing. But people always say, what's different about IMG Academy? And this is what's different. Like you can go and do academics and do sports and do these things in other places. IMG Academy is a 360 of intentional personal development. Yes, we have a school, a highly competitive school. Yes, we have highly competitive athletics and 15 sports programs. But we have mental conditioning, mindset training, nutrition training, leadership training, media training. We are surrounding young people with all the tools that they need to prepare for what they're going to do in their life, even if it doesn't involve sports. The whole idea is creating resources around young people to give them the best possible chance to succeed at whatever it is that they choose to do.
1: Give us some ideas of what your most successful stories would be coming out of IMG Academy to crystallize that point.
0: Oh, there's so many. You know, I think that the number one on the list, people will will never start with this because they always say, well, IMG sports. But like I said, it's about way more than sports. The success stories are honestly every year. 300-ish student-athletes graduating, 100% matriculation to college coming out of IMG Academy, 200 of those 300 last year, getting Division One athletic opportunities and scholarships. And naturally, we take it a step further, Jarris Walker, Jet Howard, we had three first round draft picks that were alumni of IMG Academy in the NBA draft, mm. two years in a row with a first round draft pick in the NFL draft. Major League Baseball, we've had 10 players selected in the draft in the last two years. So there's the athletic success, but the academic success is really the story that we're trying to continue to tell because it is at the core of what we do
1: what about people who've complained because that's what they've been attacking me about Tim. the price of the camp oh my god it's it's almost three thousand dollars and 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 in fairness there's a lot of underprivileged kids that wouldn't be able to afford a camp like this but you've all you obviously you've assured me you've always told me listen there's a lot of underprivileged kids that you have that it's paid for they get to come there for free could you explain the price to a lot of people from the standpoint a lot of people are saying it's a bit too expensive how do you respond to that
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, this is our price. This is not your price. Okay, this is what the IMG Academy camp costs. And, and what everybody should understand is the camp is a week-long camp. And it is not a day camp. It is not a one-day camp. Student athletes and young people come to the camps at IMG Academy to get the benefit of all that elite training. Everything that we do for our boarding school students that are full-time is done for these campers. But we board them here. We feed the campers here. We take them off campus on weekends for excursions. We have 24-7 security and campus safety here. We have staff living in the dorms with the student-athletes. There are 1,200 people working at IMG Academy. And this is a place that once we open the gates, you don't turn it off. It's a 365, 24-7 operation. And there is a cost to doing that business. Mm -hmm. But in exchange, we're providing something, an experience that cannot be met anywhere else. And by the way, the first time, remember when you and I first talked about this, I said, Stephen A, it'd be great if you came, like, let's talk about what you'll say to kids. And what you said to me was, this is an opportunity to talk about life, the road ahead, where the pitfalls are, learnings. Like you didn't even say basketball in that conversation. So that I think is the great benefit of you. They know you're because of basketball, but your story is what's inspiring on how you earned everything along the way That's what these kids are trying to do. They're looking for training and advantage. They want to earn it. They want to get it and they want to be inspired to do it.
1: Tim, remember, when y'all called me about it, the first thing I asked you was, why me? I said, why me? Because I didn't. I never played professionally. I said, I speak to kids all the time because I try to send a message that extends beyond the court or the field of play. But certainly it's not because of play on the court. Why me? And that's exactly what you were talking about. You wanted me to send that kind of message. Why did you feel it was important for these kids to be receiving a message about the importance of how to conduct yourself, what mind feels to maneuver your. Way around, et cetera, et cetera. Speak to
0: that for a second and why somebody like Stephen A. Smith has been invited to come there. Stephen A., we tell young people this all the time like, you can do it all right, and one bad decision, one wrong post on social media, one moment where you don't think about the big picture. So, the mission at IMG Academy is I'll go back to it is why you, intentional personal development. Athletics is a foundational component, academics is a foundational component, but the human being and development of the human being at a formative stage in their lives is the most critical component because you know this better than anybody. Like you played college basketball. I played college football. At some point that ends, right? Like it ends. And you have to live your life and be prepared to live your life and be well rounded and ready to live your life. So you being here, you know, not only selfishly, I mean, you have a massive name and great influence, but your story is really what we were interested in being part of it because Mm -hmm. You can tell a story about your personal development and how it enabled you to find success and fulfillment. That is what we're trying to do at the physical IMG Academy. How many people have come to speak to these kids that have not been professional athletes throughout the years? I've been here three years and uh, honestly, none that I can remember in is my it? tenure here in three years. Over the years, there have been some. hmm. And, you know, we've had the benefit of our, our, prior, parent, our prior parent company at Endeavor, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that have been successful on the business side. But, you know, you're different in a lot of ways because this isn't about your athletic prowess. Mm-hmm. This is about your perspective and this is about your journey. And I think that's what really will resonate with young people when you mm-hmm. have the opportunity to look them in the eye at a time in their life where they're looking for stories, they're looking for guidance, they're looking to be inspired. Like I, we're pumped up that you're coming to do this, we really are. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, I don't give a damn what these people say because it's to me,
1: it's the it's it's so important for kids to hear these messages because it's too much stuff that's going on in the real world, particularly in the world of professional sports. And you've got to help these kids maneuver their way through that terrain. And if you're not talking to them and you're not putting a red sign, your red light sign, and you're not alerting them to the potential pitfalls, then they're doomed to fail. We we we're supposed to be doing this, and obviously I. IMG is one of the best people in the world to do that. Right now, as an academy, people look at you and it appears as if you stand alone above the crowd. Do you guys view yourself that way? Do you view yourself as one of many? What's the mindset of the IMG Academy at this particular day and age,
0: the year 2023? The mindset of IMG Academy is we're hungry. Like We are just hungry all the time. And I think when you establish something like IMG Academy, which, by the way, has been the result of work of so many people over the years that have been part of it. I'm just one of them. It's all the people that are here. It would be easy to say we're one of one, which we are. There's nothing like IMG Academy anywhere else in the world, which there's not. And to get complacent in that, but not here. This is a place where we're surrounded by people that have come up through the same type of development. They're competitive. They're hungry. And we know we're ahead and we intend to stay ahead. But the attitude in this place is we're hungry and everybody here cares about one thing, which is having an impact on young people in a positive way. That's why I'm looking forward to coming. That is Mr. Tim Panetti,
1: president of IMG Academy. Honored and privileged to have you on the show, buddy. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you this week and I'll be there.
0: Thanks, Stephen. We're looking forward to it as well. Thanks a lot, buddy. Take
1: care. One and only Tim president for IMG Academy, right here on the Stephen A. Smith Show. There you have it. Say what you want. You see, opinions, opinions, opinions. I'm giving you facts, I'm giving you context, and I'm giving you access to people. Everybody ain't talking to him every day. So you heard it from the horse's mouth. That's the situation right there. Deal with it. Deal with it. Let me move on. Because I've said enough about that, at least for the moment. If I'm in a mood to say something about it as the show progresses, I'll let you know. But at this particular moment in time, I'm not going to say anything. Right now, I want to get to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is an NBA superstar uh, for the Dallas Mavericks now, formerly of the Brooklyn Nets, formerly of the Boston Celtics, formerly of the Cleveland Cavaliers, in which he won a title with LeBron James in 2016 after they overcame a a 3-1 deficit and knocked off Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors to help LeBron James deliver the first title to the city of Cleveland in over a half century. That Kyrie Irving... Um, has made news for a variety of reasons that one could easily deduce has damaged his career to some degree. But I think he's recovered nicely, went to Dallas, averaged over 26 a game in the games that he played with Luka Doncic and under Jason Kidd coaching, uh, even though they missed the playoffs and they didn't get to the play-in or anything like that. They didn't want to get to the play-in, so they missed the playoffs. Um, it's one of those situations where he ended up re-signing um, and ultimately got a three-year deal. Props to him uh, because Kyrie Irving – is box office. Kyrie Irving is worth over $35 million a year. My issue with him is just just be on the court and play. Just be on the court and play. Don't miss so many damn games. As long as he's playing, I'm good with Kyrie Irving, period, okay? All of that stuff is days of days of the past. He made news again yesterday because he had something to say about the one and only Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, former star with the Oklahoma City Thunder, played with Kevin Durant, went to the finals in 2011, obviously lost to LeBron James. So, 2011, 2012, I'm sorry, lost to LeBron James, D Wade, Chris Bosch, and those boys in Miami in five games. Um, ultimately, hasn't been back uh, to the finals since then. Departed from Oklahoma City Went to Houston Played with James Harden That didn't work out Got moved to the Washington Wizards Played with Bradley Beal That didn't work out um, He didn't have any Chances of staying there And then he departed From there He ended up landing With the Los Angeles Lakers That was disastrous They ultimately Moved away from him He landed with the Clippers Where I think he played well And he think he, I think he showed The Clippers He is exactly What they needed So he's now A member of the Clippers He re-signed with them Two years Eight million dollar deal Don't worry about it Russell, Russell Westbrook Has made over Three hundred million dollars In his career okay okay it's it's perfectly understandable where he's at right now nevertheless again that's who Kyrie Irving was talking about and here is what Kyrie Irving had to say about Russell Westbrook that I felt compelled to respond to again I'm trying to read that he said the dude revolutionized the game of basketball it's what Kyrie Irving was saying about him some of the other stuff you see in there I can't read it in that print it's blind to me I told y'all this before But neither here nor there. At the end of the day, he spoke about Russell Westbrook. And it's important that I say this, Okay, First of all, Kyrie Irving is not wrong. Russell Westbrook is the most athletic point guard in the history of basketball. There has never been a point guard more athletic than him. One could argue there's never been a point guard more ferocious than him, more competitive than him, has no friends on the basketball court. Trying to take your heart, trying to cut your heart out. That's Russell Westbrook. That's how he comes at you. And even at this age, always in phenomenal shape, always on it, always pushing it, never cheats you with energy and effort, ever, ever. That's why when he was driving down the four hundred five 5 or the 10 in L.A. singing Beyonce's You Can't Break My Soul, you know, I, I got mad because I said, people going to look at that wrong, Russ. People going to look at that wrong because they're going to look like you don't care that you are all right, even though y'all got bounced out of the playoffs or you gotta make the playoffs rather than your first year as a Los Angeles Lakers. I don't like that look for him because I know how much he cares and I know that he never cheats us with effort. But in fairness, We can't just leave what Kyrie Irving said and not point out the bad part about it. Because when you say what you say, like Kyrie just did about Russell Westbrook. It begs an evaluation of his greatness and what that materialized into or what it did not. And Kyrie brought that kind of attention upon him. And so when you look at Russell Westbrook and you hear Kyrie Irving say that, here's what you have to deduce. Russell Westbrook's teammates in Oklahoma City was Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson. When Kevin Durant was there. When Kevin Durant was gone, it was Victor Oladipo. When Victor Oladipo was gone, It was Paul George and then Carmelo Anthony. No titles. He goes to Houston. He's with James Harden. They get in the bubble. They get bounced out by the Lakers. He ends up departing from there because him and James Harden still cool with each other, just didn't want to play with each other. No titles. He goes to D.C. to play with Bradley Beal. I won't bring up no titles because I don't feel like making y'all laugh because that gives the impression I was thinking about a title with the Wizards and we know better. Even though they moved in a different direction with new uh, management, um, Leonsis cleaned house and we'll see what that materializes into in in the years to come. And then he went from there to the Los Angeles Lakers. And it got so bad. That when Russell Westbrook touched the ball on the perimeter, people were screaming, don't shoot. Inside the then Staples, which ultimately became the Crypto.com arena, the home crowd was screaming, Don't shoot. And Russell Westbrook had to go on to post game news conferences and talk about the hardships that that level of scrutiny and vitriol caused his family, particularly his children and his wonderful wife. And then obviously he got let go by the Lakers, who looked better without him. And then he ultimately got picked up by the Clippers. And I'm here to tell you, I thought he played damn good for the Clippers. I thought he was exactly what they needed. With Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being perpetually injured, I got to tell you that Russell Westbrook there, that would have been nice. I mean, if, if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were healthy, I don't know if they get bounced out in the first round by the Phoenix Suns. As much as I love me some Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, I don't know. I really, really don't know. I really don't know. So, again, Russell Westbrook had Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, Reggie Jackson, Victor Oladipo, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. James Harden, again, because James Harden was on that first Oklahoma City team that lost in the finals. Bradley Beal, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, and not one title to show for it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not good. To be as electrifying as Russell Westbrook can be, to have superstars and future Hall of Famers as your teammates, and to play this long, and I have one single NBA championship to show for it, that is not good. That is not good, as great as he's been. Walking triple-double, league MVP, ultra competitor, most athletic point guard in NBA history, respected universally. You don't have a ring after having those teammates. That is not good. Damn it, that's not good. Here's what is good about Russell Westbrook. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't give this man enough respect, love, and deference for his philanthropy. Russell Westbrook is a businessman. I'm telling you, you, go to certain parts of LA, he got dealerships all over the damn place. It's ridiculous. His brother's a businessman. He also has a foundation that partnered with the LA Promised Fund. It's called the Why Not Foundation. Um, focuses on education and investments and in finance and other areas that are intended to aid underserved communities. That's important because when you saw the riots taking place in the streets of America in the aftermath of the George Floyd killing, one of the players you saw in the midst of that crowd that grabbed the microphone, told everybody to raise their fist up, put your fist up, and talked to that crowd and brought calm and sensibility to the equation was Russell Westbrook. He's a real one. He's a real one. He looks mean all the time. He don't play no mess. He don't take no crap from nobody. Nobody. He don't talk to me. He's respectful. But we ain't like we vibe and converse and all of that. I don't give a damn. I love the brother. I don't give a damn how he feels about me. I don't know how he feels about me. I don't care. I love him. Just like I love LeBron. Just like I love Steph. And I love all of these brothers. Who contribute to underserved communities and make sure that that's the focal point of what they're striving to do. I love them for that. They represent us well and they deserve all the credit. Now, from a basketball perspective, they want to get at me, get at me. Paul George, he's doing it. I spoke about Paul George last week. Y'all heard what I had to say last Friday from Vegas about him and his partner, Jackie Long. Okay, remember that. Well, I got news for y'all. They've invited me to their podcast. I'm coming on next week. And any player in the NBA that's boys with Paul George that got something to say that think I'm wrong about something or think they want to get at me to show you I ain't a fake one. They can show up to call Paul George. I'm coming. I'll be there. But that does not mean I don't have profound respect for them as men, what they bring to the game. Just because I dissect and highlight the highs and lows of what you do on your day job, I would never question you as a man. I appreciate y'all. Russell Westbrook is one of those people. And to be quite honest with you, so is Kyrie Irving. We We may have had our differences. But the brother tries to do the right thing. He tries to make contributions. Look at his charitable works with the WNBA, with Palestine. With underprivileged folks throughout America. Look it up. Kyrie Irving is not a bad person. We might have had our differences. He annoyed the living hell out of me. I ain't apologize for anything. But I'll never tell you he was a bad person. He's a good dude. He really is. And so is Russell Westbrook. Regardless of how he may look, he's a good dude. But he doesn't have a ring. And when Kyrie Irving said what he said, it's going to make people think about the fact that he don't have a ring. Despite all them damn teammates. Your
0: calls
1: along with Lizzo, Taylor Swift. And maybe the most idiotic fighter in American history. What the hell am I talking about? I'll explain in a minute. All that in your calls up next, right here on The Stephen A. Smith Show. Back in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's sticking like my lifeline Until I flatline, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Welcome back to Stephen A. Smith's show right here on YouTube Coming at you every, at the very least, every, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific uh, Appreciate the love and support you've continued to give the show I love that Keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming um, Like and follow the Stephen A. Smith show on YouTube um click the bell to get notified about all of our new content so I just want to make sure you did that and uh we will go from there let me get to another subject because <clears throat> Keith Thurman is his name now you got to know boxing to know Keith Thurman cuz Keith Thurman ain't known by everybody but he's known in the boxing fraternity he's a former champion pretty damn good actually um I saw him lose to Manny Pacquiao. I don't know how the hell he lost that fight. Got dropped too. Got dropped too. Um, That's the only loss of his career, to be quite honest with you. Keith Thurman is 30 and one. Keith Thurman has 22 knockouts in his career. Last time we saw him fight was on February 5th of 2022, where he fought Mario Barrios. Didn't look that impressive. Um... People were not that enamored with him. Um, and it's been hard for him to get fights ever since. Prior to that, Manny Pacquiao dropped him um, and ultimately went on to outbox him and win a split decision that I thought honestly should have been unanimous. Um, but again, he's 30-1. and one. He's from Clearwater, Florida. 30-1 and one, um, with 22 knockouts. He's never been knocked out, although he's been knocked down. And he's relatively inactive because... It's hard for him to get fights. Nevertheless, he's made news. And the reason why he's made news is because he shocked boxing fans by accepting a challenge called out by the extraordinary female boxer that is Clarissa Shields. Um, If you've seen Clarissa, Clarissa Shields fight, you know what I'm talking about. The sister can box. She will kick your ass. Make no mistake about it. She is no joke. Um, to my producers, we don't need to see Keith Thurman right now. We need to. You need to put up Clarissa Shields. That's who. The, that's who the public needs to see. Her She is no joke. Um, she can fight. That is her in a boxing ring right now, fighting a man. That's who. That's who she's fighting. That's what she does. Clarissa Shields is no joke. She taunted Keith Thurman, told him she wanted to fight. He initially shunned it, then thought about it, and said he would only do it for charity. And if she's willing to do it for charity, he will accept. She's fired numerous shots in his direction on multiple occasions in recent years, but reiterated her call out of him over the weekend. She's the pound-for-pound king in women's boxing. She's 14-0, only two knockouts, though. Thurman is a former unified welterweight champion who's only lost to Manny Pacquiao, as I told you. Um, Shields tweeted, quote, I'll fight Thurman at 154 pounds. So serious. All the respect in the world to him, too. I just think I can outbox him. Thurman told Sporting News, I did not see it, but I've already got text messages all about it. Look, I can fight for any charity event. We can raise money and let you try to showcase your skills and talent. Thurman later said, I would wear bigger gloves. I would let her wear smaller gloves. I would let her wear headgear, too. I don't really want to punch a girl in the face. (sighs) I don't want to rain on Clarissa Shields Parade because I want her to get whatever she wants. I got a lot of respect for her. Thurman, what I would say to you is that, my brother, it's a no-win situation. Bigger gloves while she's wearing smaller gloves, headgear, whatever. Unless you're going to go in there and let her punch you without you punching her at all, without you trying to win at all, without you, without, without you competing, you just want to be a punching bag. Unless that's what you're talking you talk about doing. Here are the scenarios. You're going to hit her. And have women groups complaining about how you hit a woman. You're hitting on a woman. Or. She's going to kick your ass. Neither is a winnable situation for you. One's more embarrassing than the other. Both are troublesome. Why? Why, bro? We are 30 and one with 22 KOs. We just saw Errol Spence get beat bad pretty badly. You get a couple of fights under your belt, make some noise with a couple of knockouts, you'd be 32 and one. You trying to tell me you can't get a fight against men who are real fighters? Again, I appreciate the charity portion. And I understand that Clarissa's just saying she believes she could outbox you. And hell, it's not, I can't rule it out. She's phenomenal. I'm just saying, as a man, there's no win. Either are going to be accused of hitting on a woman or you're going to get, you're going to get beat up by a woman. Both are very, very bad scenarios. Don't do it. That's just me. Don't do it. I want to go to something else because in the world of pop culture, Lizzo has made news um, because uh, former tour dancers accused her of harassment and hostile work environment in a lawsuit. The, the news reads three of Lizzo's former dancers have accused the singer of sexual harassment. And creating a hostile work environment in a lawsuit filed Tuesday. They also alleged that she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer at an Amsterdam club and subjected the group to a, quote, excruciating audition after leveling false accusations that they were drinking on the job. The dancers accused Lizzo, a performer known for embracing body positivity, calling attention to one dancer's weight gain, berating, then firing that dancer after she recorded a meeting because of health conditions. The suit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court and provided to NBC News by the plaintiff's law firm also accuses the captain of Lizzo's dance team of proselytizing to other performers and deriding those who had premarital sex while sharing lewd sexual fantasies, simulating oral sex and publicly discussing the virginity of one of the plaintiff's. The suit does not say if Lizzo knew about the allegations linked to the dance captain, Charlene Quigley, but the plaintiffs believe the singer was aware of their complaints about her, according to their lawyer, Ron Zambrano. Before I get into any of this, could you, or rather to my audience, just look at this right here. This is the accusers on Chris Cuomo's show on News Nation. Talking to the one and only Chris Cuomo Who is a friend of this show Explaining what transpired uh, According to them With Lizzo Take a look I first want to let people know That um, it doesn't matter Who the employer is In this industry Dancers specifically Are treated like we cannot be human Um, We are held to a standard That is inhumane And um, it doesn't matter If the person employing you is a well-known plus-sized black woman who you think will give you a safe space. Um, that's not always the case. And um, the biggest thing that people can take away is also that hurt people do hurt people.
0: So, Noelle, is this about the people around Lizzo and Lizzo didn't stop it? Or did Lizzo body shame or harass
1: No, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, As far as the body shaming, it didn't personally happen to me, but I did see it um, done. And um, I'll let Ari speak a little bit more about that later. But as far as like the other accusations, like the mistreatment, the disrespect, um, you know, talking down to us and cursing at us, it just, it, it was all extremely unprofessional and like such a hostile environment. And I can, Confidently say that all of those things were not just coming from her management team, not just coming from her dance captain,
0: but also from her directly.
1: Really? First of all, <clears throat> when I looked at that, particularly the photos of Lizzo, all I could think about is I got to get my man Pooley on the show. Boy, would he be happy. See, all of us have our proclivities. All of us have our taste, our preferences. Okay? Unapologetically, I like women considerably smaller than a I bring them in front of Pooley. Pooley would look at me. What the hell am I supposed to do? What, what am I supposed to do with that? They're too damn skinny. Pooley would think Beyonce's too skinny. Pooley would think Beyonce with J-Lo might be too skinny. I got to get Pooley on the show because he's an expert that can speak about this. I am not exaggerating. People, my team keeps laughing at me. I'm dead serious. I'll bring him on the show. He's my lifelong buddy. I don't care how we never hang out because we have almost nothing in common except our love for one another as brothers. I've known him since one year old. His brother is the father to my sister's daughter, my oldest niece, Danielle. We're that close. We're family. Pooley, Rodney Cowan, a.k.a. Pooley. Let me tell you something. Lizzo might be too small for Pooley. I'm not laughing. I'm not joking. It's not an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. I've seen Pooley. With a woman. Who would sit in a car and the car would tilt. And Pooley complained because she was losing weight. I'm not exaggerating. It's the truth. It really is. I'll bring him on to confirm because y'all think I'm joking. I'm telling you his name. But the reason why I bring that up is because I'm looking at Lizzo and I'm saying she body shamed somebody. I find that very difficult to believe. I just do. I don't know. I wasn't there. But when we talk about the other elements, oh, my God, you know, way she talked and you know she was disrespectful and there's a lot of people that can say that about bosses i don't know i'm not trying to dismiss it because there are bosses out there that are a bit too excessive uh and, and hostile and there's no room for that you got to know how to treat people but when you're let go I don't know. And then they talk about dancers and how dancers are treated as inhumane. Okay. You may have a point you would know. I wouldn't. But what I will say this, dancing, being a dancer is very, very physically exerting. And you got to be in shape. And you got to be ready to roll. And you got to be on somebody else's clock, not yours, because you're the dancer, not the marquee. And sometimes it's hard for people to take. So There's more to this story, but, you know, Lizzo, of course, before I move on, Lizzo did issue a statement in defense of herself. And we have an obligation to show you what she said. These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I have always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I'm not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also Know that I am not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. I'm hurt. But I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who has reached out and support to lift me up during this difficult time. There you have it. That's a statement. I will tell you. Sometimes people don't perform. And sometimes as a boss, you don't feel like being nice. You want your point heard. How you do it is another matter. But you certainly want your point to be heard. And when bosses are displeased, I haven't encountered too many bosses that are displeased with employees. And they go in their face and smile and say, you know what? Your performance really sucks. And I just want you to know that. But I love you. It's not how it works. Just a thought. Last but not least, let's move on to Taylor Swift real quick before I get to the calls because Taylor Swift She's something special. Um, she cost me a boatload of money. I paid for tickets for two of my my two daughters and their friends. I'm still broke. It's ridiculous. Okay? It's ridiculous until you see Taylor Swift perform. I haven't. But what I will tell you is this: they have. Their friends have. And throughout this country, I've city to city, Philly, New York, New Jersey, Detroit, Chicago, LA. I haven't found one person that has complained about Taylor Swift concert. They said she performs for three and a half hours without an intermission. And she's fantastic every time. Do you know they're reporting that when her concert concludes, she will have made over a billion dollars. Do you know I'm here to tell you based on the reaction from these kids, these fans that she deserves every penny. When you perform and you uplift And you insatiate and satisfy people who pay to see your performance when they give their money away and sit down for three and a half to four hours to watch you perform. And then they come around and not only are complimentary of you, but they are willing to pay to see it again. That's a superstar. That is Taylor Swift. My hat's off to you, sister. You are spectacular. Make no mistake about it. By the way, she's performing at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, the home of the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers this coming Tuesday night, from what I'm told. And I don't know how many other nights, but definitely this Tuesday night. But I'm telling you, she's big time. She's big time. And then to top it off, not only is she big time, she also has a heart of gold. Years ago, Kobe Bryant saluted her by presenting an award to her for her incredible performances in Los Angeles. Well, the late, great Kobe Bryant, who passed away in 2020, courtesy of a helicopter crash, my buddy, my friend, I love him. I miss you. I miss you every day, bro. His beautiful daughter, Brianna, was at the Taylor Swift concert. And naturally, Taylor Swift saw her. Look at this beautiful scene right here. This is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. With one of the Swifties. That's what they call her fans. The daughter of Kobe Bryant. Giving her a hug, she gave a hug and put her 22-inch hat. And Brianna is a beautiful beautiful thing. Bianca, I'm sorry. Man. Just has me think about Kobe for a second. To the calls we go. 646-727-0769 and 646-SAS-0769. Who you got? Hi, Stephen A. Smith. This is Desmond from Inglewood. Just want to ask you a quick question. What would you consider the best boxing matchup for the end of this year? Would it be Bud Crawford versus
0: Ennis? Or would it be Yusek versus either Fury or
1: Joshua? Let me know. None of the heavyweights. um, Because I think Tyson Fury is in a class by himself as a boxer. By the way, he's fighting uh, soon against uh, former heavyweight champion, the UFC, Francis Ngando. I wish him luck. He's being trained by Mike Tyson. Uh if Francis Zangano hits anybody, he can put him to sleep, no doubt about it. But I think in the case of Tyson Fury, who's gonna outweigh him by about 20 pounds and obviously is a superior boxer, um, I can't, it's hard for me to pick against Tyson Fury in that regard. I would tell you the the fight would be Crawford versus uh uh Jeron Ennis. I definitely think that would be the case, comparing those two. But personally speaking, I would like to see Crawford versus Charlo. The Smaller Charlo, Jamal Charlo, was it Jamel? Who's the smaller one, Jamel? Jamel Charlo, right? Thirty-five, one and one. Shouldn't have got that loss to Tony Harrison. I thought he was robbed there. Um, and Charlo is a big time friend of Errol Spence Jr. They're so tight. The Charlo twins are so tight with Errol Spence. They would never fight each other. And when Terence Crawford dropped. Errol Spence and had him in trouble. Remember, he walked over to the opposite side of the ring and turned to Charlo, was like, you're next. My producer's a bit hesitant to show that kind of stuff because he kept swearing up and down Errol Spence was going to beat Crawford. I tried to tell him that Crawford was going to do it, but I didn't know he would whip his ass like that. I didn't know that. Um, Let me stop cussing. I'm sorry. I got ladies in the room. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Whip his butt, Okay. Um, by the way, getting back to Taylor Swift for a quick second as an aside, do you know she also gave her staff bonuses, some as much as $100,000? Not all bosses are bad. I fluctuate, admittedly so. Next caller. Hey, yo, what's up, Steve? What's up? This your boy? How are you, that? Yeah. In the city of angels. He's got five. I got seconds. one question. Steven. Got five seconds. Four, I'm only 32 years old, three, man, and I got to use two, the honey pack. One. If you know what the honey pack get is, get rid of them. See, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. This is my show. It's not yours. First of all, bro, you sound high. You sound zooty. You sound out your damn mind. I don't like that. I don't like people calling up to my show and inebriated. Not having their full faculties in order. Secondly, you get to your points quick. The audience is looking to hear from me. They ain't looking to hear from you. Don't take a year and a day to ask your questions. You know the number. Call back and make your questions quick. Get to the damn point. That's how I roll on this show. We ain't doing that. All right? Next caller.
0: Hey, Stephen. Hey, this is Justin from L.A. I'm just calling in to ask, how come Kobe doesn't get talked enough when it comes to the GOAT debates? I just feel like he should give mention uh, because he's the closest thing to Michael Jordan, in my opinion. Thank you.
1: First of all, I appreciate that question, Justin, and I appreciate how expeditiously you asked the question. See, quick, in and out, in and out. Asked the question, made a quick point, out in 20 seconds. That's how you make a call to the Stephen A. Smith Show. We ain't going to tolerate no damn soliloquies and dissertations. Ain't happening. To Justin's question about Kobe Bryant and why Kobe Bryant doesn't get consideration as the greatest of all time. You said it yourself because he's number two to Michael Jordan. And we know this. And so because of that, there's number of reason, one reason. Number two, he's not even number one at his own position. Because he's second to Michael Jordan. And because he's second to Michael Jordan and his game mimicked Jordan in so many ways, but he was still deemed inferior to Michael Jordan, albeit not by much that's why he doesn't get that level of consideration that's why it's lebron it's kareem or it's mj kareem 19 time all-star six-time champion six-time league MVP, all of that other stuff all-time leading scorer he retired as before lebron james surpassed him this past season all of that happened lebron james is the all-time leading scorer now he's a four-time champion four-time league MVP. Been to 10 NBA finals. Just got at the Lakers to the Western Conference finals. It wasn't his fault they got swept by the Denver Nuggets. I'm telling you that much. Anthony Davis needs to show up a bit more consistently. He drops 40 points in game one, 11 in game two. Need consistency. But those are the guys that warrant consideration before Kobe, even though Kobe's a five time champion. Because three of those titles came with Shaq in his prime. That's how it goes. Next caller.
0: Yo, Stephen Hay, what's up? It's Leon from New Jersey. Um, I want to give you a call figure out your thoughts on um,
1: Caribbean women? What you think of them? You know, Guyanese, Trinidad, Jamaican, Saint Lucian, those kind of women. Mm. Love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Well, first of all, No, you um, like Latinos. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Latinos, Latinas are fabulous. I can't deny it. Uh, I'll never deny that. Uh, but as it pertains to the West Indian women, because I am West Indian man, you know, from the Saint Thomas Virgin Islands, families from Saint Thomas, Saint Croix, and Antigua. A lot of a lot of black men love Jamaican women. Puerto Ricans get a lot of love. They're considered the islands too. It's only about a half hour, forty five minute flight from Saint Thomas. Okay, so you got to remember that. Um, Saint Croix is not bad. Saint Saint Thomas is not bad, but I would tell you, probably Saint Lucia, probably Jamaica. Um, that's usually when you're thinking about West Indian women. You usually think about those two places, okay? Aruba and other places are places you go. But when you talk about West Indian women or close to the West Indies, you're thinking about Bahamas, you're thinking about Jamaica, you're thinking about St. Lucia. I'm just telling you how people think about it. Me, I don't go by none of that. I see what I see, no matter where you're from. That's all I'll say about that. Because my girl is listening. I do not get in trouble. Anyway, next
0: call. Hey, Stephen A. Smith. This yep. is Omar Abdallah from Chicago, Illinois. Yep. I yep. uh, just want to know who you got winning the Super Bowl this year.
1: I haven't decided yet. But I i, I mean, I would tell you I'm leaning towards the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, Stephen A. Smith. I didn't, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, because for me, when I think about the Eagles, it's like, yo, yeah, Jalen Hurts was playing. He was an MVP candidate throughout the season, and he gave Patrick Mahomes a run for his money. There was a couple of mistakes, uh, but the bottom line is he showed out, and I think the Eagles got a squad. I know Dallas got a squad too, but I think the Eagles got a squad. And so because of that squad, I'm going to tell you, um, I think the Eagles have unfinished business, and I think that they're going to show up and show out. Kansas City's going to have something to say about it. Everybody in the AFC is going to have something to say about it. Look at the AFC. It's loaded got the Chargers, got the Chiefs, got Jacksonville, you got Baltimore and Cincinnati, you got Miami, the Jets, and Buffalo. And that's not taken into account. Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, who's got something to prove. They did give him thirty two hundred and thirty million guarantee. He got to show up. Okay. Uh Sean Payton's in Denver now. Let's see what Russell Wilson is gonna do. Okay. Josh McDaniels has got Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas. I'm never counting out Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, who doesn't he doesn't have losing records, and I think Pickett's going to be better this year. And Pickens and Deontay Johnson can ball, and Fryer moves still your tight end. I mean, and Najee Harrison, you your running back, and that defense, as long as TJ Watt is healthy, hell, who knows? But we shall see. Last caller, what's up? What's up, Stephen? This Walt out of Vegas.
0: What would you do
1: if? Uh your in-laws offered you a job, what would you do? If my in-laws offered me a job, that's a tough one as a man. Um, I would tell you it depends on your commitment to the relationship you have with your spouse who is their child. If you are in love, focused, dedicated, totally committed. And you have a wonderful relationship with your wife and her parents. That's different. If it's shaky, I would tell you, don't take that job. Because the second y'all break up. You done. Now, for me personally, I'm a man. And so I don't want. To be that close to any situation, no matter how good the relationship is, it's just something about taking a job from an in-law that it makes me nervous. I want to be on my own. I want to stand on my own. I want I don't want them determining my income. Especially when their priority is their child who is my woman. That means they're doing it for her, not for me. I damn near feel emasculated if I took that job. But I understand what your point is. It depends on your opportunities and it depends on the relationship that you have with your woman. I would tell you those are the two primary components you got to take into consideration. However, if it were me, no, that's not an option I have to entertain. It just isn't. Three questions are available before we we get on out of here. Jared Gold, right? Stephen A. Let's hear a favorite childhood support story during the show today. No. I don't have time to tell you a story. What the hell are you, a child? You, you, you lay in the bed. You need me to read you a bedtime story and give you a hot milk or something? No, I give you a story. Okay. Come on with a better question than that next time. Bud Buddenzer writes, we need white men can't jump too with Snipes and Harrelson. If Snipes does not do it, get Stephen A on. No, too old for that even though I think I have a better basketball game than Wesley Snipes. Much better, by the way. Um, but Wesley Snipes is older now. Woody Harrelson is definitely older now. We appreciate the greatness of their work over the years and the greatness they'll still be doing in Hollywood. But I don't know if that particular show is the show, is the movie rather, is the movie for them to be doing at this stage and point in their lives. Sorry. Jordan writes, AD got the bag. Let's get another chip. Let me tell you this. There's very few things in basketball that's better than the Lakers winning because the environment in L.A. is all that, all that, okay? A.D., what's that, $186 million deal, max deal signed for Anthony Davis. That just happened. Congratulations to him. Let me say this. Lakers had to give him that. Anthony Davis is an all-star who has superstar talent. He is inconsistent. He is not healthy all the time. His health is not dependable. That is true. But when this brother can it plays, he can play. And on top of it all, one other thing, he defends. So even when he ain't doing what he's capable of doing offensively, defensively, he wreaks havoc. So he deserves that money. Congratulations to Anthony Davis. As always, please like and follow the Stephen A. Smith show on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified about all of our new content. I usually don't go this long on my podcast, but today was a special day that called for it. So I did it. I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Um, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I got some podcast that I've pre-taped that I will definitely post on my site the Stephen A. Smith show so you can tune in on the days and in the the coming couple of weeks that I will not be here but thank y'all all all for tuning in and I promise you I'll be back live in a couple of weeks and ready to roar like never before so don't miss it stay tuned stay locked in keep contributing uh, to the subscriber base here with this podcast the Stephen A. Smith show you keep it coming I'm gonna keep on coming And I'll catch y'all live. You still have content on my channel, but you'll see me live in a couple of weeks. Until then, peace and love. God bless. I'm out, but I'll be back. I can promise you that. Lord willing, of course. Peace and love. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.